So for the third time in the past several weeks, I am ill again, sort of, kind of. I've lost my voice and my throat hurts super bad. And I'm the like, the way you're speaking Yay. makes it sound like I fucking just cut up different parts of your audio to like stitch together this weird <laughs> fucking thing. I went to the store today. Yeah, that's just how I sound. Sucks. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. This week on the this is we have that podcast at home. We replaced Rachel with a shitty AI. All right. What? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know about uh, Not the Onion? Yeah, like real news stories? Uh, not the Onion is is a subreddit of, of headline oh, articles. things that seem like the onion are but like, are not the like, onion. Exactly. Yes. This one is police investigate virtual sex assault on girls avatar. What? Oh, you must be new to the internet, huh? <laughs> I yeah I'm like that because that's the first time that's happened. <laughs> How do you investigate that? Wrote that the metaverse, a collection name given to a range of virtual 3D spaces and technologies, had created a gateway for predators to commit horrific crimes against children. Yeah, dog, that's the internet. Yeah, it's you gotta watch <laughs> what your kids are doing. Oh my dear lord, the internet's so strange as it evolves. On paper, the victim, under 16 at the time, suffered psychological trauma similar to that of somebody who had been physically raped. Well, you gotta watch. You gotta watch what your kids are doing online, all the way up to 18. Even past 18. Yeah. People do bonkers <laughs> shit online. Yeah, but I'm also uh, advocating for like the use of of free internet. Like, I feel like you shouldn't be tracked. No, it's more of like Within it's reason. less it's less watch what your kids do online because helicopter parenting has never benefited anyone. It it's, it rubber bands in the opposite direction every time. Yeah, it's more of like educate your kids ahead of time so that they don't fall into, you know, educate your kids, educate your grandparents, educate your friends who don't have a lot of common sense ahead of time so that they don't fall into fishing traps or give their data you know, away. It's weird because, uh, I don't know about you, but I was definitely told, and I know a lot of other people have by the previous generations about like, oh, be careful about strangers online and what you say because people might be trying to get information. And then those same people fucking give it away all the time, every chance they get. Yeah, pretty much. Like Facebook is just all phishing. And then it's like an obvious spam bot posing as your friend goes like hey can you send me money and they're like hmm okay mm, i guess no my favorite thing is those um those big long posts that used to exist where people would answer questions that were like oh what month were oh you yeah born in? what was the last uh, who was the fun? last person like, yeah. you kissed who's your best friend who's the top friend you have on what's your, your pet's name yeah what's your favorite pet's name and it's like oh fishing 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 more fishing yep Welcome to We Have That Podcast at Home. I'm on-brand Rachel. And I'm on-brand Gamage, and this is our off-brand podcast. The only podcast that's going to give you what you need when you need it. Each week we play Russian Roulette <laughs> with our success and spin a wheel to find out the genre of the next week's podcast. And this week we're doing fiction. Ooh. You know fiction. It's things that like technically aren't real but can kind of be real. 
You know, when I was a kid, I could not figure out the difference between fiction and nonfiction. It took a very long time for my adult brain to grasp onto that concept. I know the difference. Nonfiction is boring stories about people living in the South, like To Kill a Mockingbird or <laughs> Tom Sawyer. And uh, fiction was Animorphs. And that's the only that's the only spectrum I needed. That's the only way I needed to know what I wanted to read. And that's all I needed to know. Animorphs. God, have you read Animorphs? No, but you've talked a lot about Animorphs. It's fucking good. I just found out that the TV show's on Amazon, and I what? watching. Yeah, they had a TV show that was like two seasons long. I don't think it's good. I was gonna say, was it? I wasn't even gonna ask if it was good. I was gonna ask if it was okay. It was. It, I mean, it was all right, but I mean, it it was like a a kids show on Nickelodeon. Like, what do you want? In the '90s, like live action, so it's it's not awesome. I would love for you know Netflix, maybe not Netflix, Amazon. Well, maybe not Amazon. HBO. I would love <laughs> well, maybe HBO. not HBO. <laughs> uh, I would. Hulu. Well, maybe HBO's not. HBO's doing Hulu. Last of Us. Yeah, they did. La- they did. I feel like a good job of Last of Us. They did. They did. They did. Despite what some subreddits think, um, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to talk about them anymore. New Year, new me. Uh, I, I would like for a streaming <laughs> platform to New pick Year's up. Resolution is not to talk about <laughs> the people that hate Last of Us. More it's like such the... a prevalent topic every time we talk about fiction. <laughs> it, more like I don't want to like acknowledge the the toxic communities that are doing what they're doing for attention. I don't want to give them oh. attention. <laughs> I I feel is kind of valid. Yeah, I think that's um, pretty fucking reasonable. No, I I would kill for a streaming service to, like, pick up Animorphs and just do, like, the whole story of the books. It's fucking nuts. Like, near the end, I don't want to spoil anything in case it does happen or if you do decide to pick up a book. But, like, not the books, but a book in general. But, like, there's there's some crazy dark stuff that happens eventually. And I think that's event. I think that's ultimately why Nickelodeon's like, oh, we're not going to we're not going to get into that. That's not that's not okay. (laughs) Like, um, it, it's, this it's gets weird at some point, and we don't know how to tackle it when it gets there. Well, because, like, you know, it, it's about aliens and stuff, and some aliens are weird-looking, and Nickelodeon's like, all right, we did some stuff, and, and K.A. Applegate's like, I got a lot more, and they're like, shit. <laughs> they had they had Transformer toys for a bit. Fuck, those are so cool. I had one that was the big yellow. It was like a, a Visser 3 turning into the Inferno Beast and the Hork Bajir. Those words mean nothing to you. It's okay. Yeah, I was about to but say. But some people out there are like, fuck yeah. <laughs> some people out there are like, Hork Bajir Chronicles are my favorite. I'm a fan of Andalite Chronicles myself. Yeah, I got to be honest. A lot anyway. of the words you just said to me flew over my head. Like I'm I know I've ma- heard. I, I just, half of those were just made up. I just said whatever. <laughs> the flugenbops, those were the those were the real bad guys. That was the the flugenbops was really when the story got good. <laughs> oh, Animorphs is totally fiction and totally apt to to talk about, but I think that's that's all I want to talk about it. No, for fiction, uh, I did want to talk about death, not in the fact that. I think that death is fiction and that we're actually immortal. No, I want to talk about the personification of death and how different cultures see death. Because those concepts of death, in my opinion, are very fictitious. You know, the Grim Reaper, the classic, it's a skeleton and a cloak. 
Um, By telling everybody no. their concept of death is fictitious? Well, I mean, I think they know. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they'll find out. <laughs> but no, it's more of like, I, th- this is stuff shrouded in mythology. So, I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's a lot of things. But we, including like European... <laughs> Including like Europe and stuff have like the basic. Did you not want to say European? European. <laughs> I'm a peeing. She's a peeing. We're all peeing. No, so like there, there's the there's the standard Grim Reaper. It's just a skeleton and in tattered clothes and a scythe. Mm-hmm. And I think that the scythe is supposed to like represent needing to cull the 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 crops or whatever because we're crops growing something i don't know does that mean that because the scythe is seen as like a bitchin weapon but it's a shitty farm no it's a fucking (laughs) it's a it's a fucking farm tool it's not a helpful weapon at all dude there's a character in um soul caliber uh i don't know like five or six or something maybe past that i i stopped playing after three i really love two holy shit Oh yeah, I would agree Ugh. that I think for me after my favorite thing about I'm I'm derailing you know my favorite thing about two is that it came out on GameCube, PlayStation, and Xbox, and depending on which version you got, you got a different character. So you got Spawn what? if you got the Xbox version. You got Link from Zelda on GameCube version, and then fucking Hey Hachi from Tekken. Nobody cares on PlayStation. <laughs> but I also kind of hate that. I hate exclusivities. I did not know that. Yeah, Soul Calibur 2 fucking rocked. I just played on a PlayStation, so I did not know what I was missing. But yeah, Link was played like uh, Cassandra or Sophia, where like mm. the sword shield, but mm-hmm. then as if like Cassandra could like pull out bombs and bows and shit. A lot of fun. I love it. I think for me, Soul Calibur got a little too dry after the fourth one. Um, The guy, oh, the guy I'm talking about is Zosalamel? Yeah, he's, um, he's the big black guy with the scythe. Yeah. 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 Scythe seems like yeah. a shitty fucking weapon. It, it, no, I mean, like I said, it it seems like a cool weapon. Like, you're like, oh, but the more you think about it, and even if you pick one up, you're like, this is not as good as just, like, a spear No. or a, I, or a bat. You have to be kind of in a curvature for me to hit you. Yeah. I mean, like, a lot of IPs and characters do it in a way that works and good for them, but... Yeah, well, I guess I mean, his has, like, a blade on the backside, too, so it's like you could swipe someone. It is it the ultimate... Seems um, like stabbing would be helpful. It is the ultimate impractical form-over-function weapon used across video games, movies, cartoons, animes, TV shows, books. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about fictional death... I think I've mentioned this before, but I really like The Book Thief, but it's written from the perspective of death. Yeah. And it's really cool because, um, I don't know, obviously we're very human-centric beings. We view things from our perspective constantly, and I would imagine writing a character- Human-centric being just human. Yeah. Um, I would imagine writing a character that isn't technically a human being is really fucking difficult, so they created a- like. The character of death focuses on colors to have like meaning for what the situation is expressing as opposed to, I don't know, like we're like, oh, the sky was cloudy and there's a person sitting there and it was cold like he outside. Sees, like he sees auras, like that kind of thing. No, see, like that bitch I live next to is like, like, you have a yellow aura today. Shut up, bitch. 
Nah, it's kind of more of like the world was gray. This, I guess maybe auras. I don't know how to explain it, but I really liked it because it was different than anything that I've ever really read before. Well, it's fiction about fiction. Look at that. You did uh, it. We did a fiction. Boom. Done. Stop recording now. <laughs> we right, did it. And done. We found the meaning of fiction. That's what we're best at. I have the Wikipedia page open, and it's a long one, actually. Oh, cool. This even has, like, different television, anime, manga, Ooh, books. Yeah. I am just reading this off of Wikipedia, so don't get mad at me. Get mad at Wikipedia or whoever put those articles there. That's right. You're listening to a podcast about Wikipedia. This is what you've come for. Did you not get that when we told you everything was off-brand? Yeah. It literally means we're ripping fact, off everything on the I'm internet. I'm not even on Wikipedia. I'm on Yikipedia. Are you serious? No, of course I'm on Wikipedia. There's no, no such no, thing no, no, as Wikipedia. No, 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 because there's, there's like other Wikipedias that are like, they're not Wikipedia themselves, but they're a Wikipedia-like thing. So it'll they be like- They are uh, wikis. Uh, they are wikis and they use, like Encyclopedia too, they all uh, go through Wikipedia's engine, if I recall correctly. If you pay it correctly. Which I'm lying, so I don't know. Which I'm, I'm making everything <laughs> up in the world. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I fucking- Flying off the seat of my pants, skin of my teeth. I don't know. All right, so I do have uh, death in media up, like about different deaths, like uh, in like music, literature, stuff like that. Okay. So for music, I have uh, the 1960s gospel blues song, Death Have No Mercy. I've never heard this song before. By Blind Gary Davis. Oh, I have heard of him, though. He's... <laughs> He portrays is, death as an inevitable and periodic blind? visitor. I don't think that, that's not his real name. <laughs> uh, his Reverend Gary Davis, but he was blind. Um, a lot of famous musicians are blind. I don't know what that is. Uh, I guess there's that that whole concept of like when you lose a sense, the other ones kind of take over and get stronger. I don't know how real that is, but I would imagine it's pretty legitimate. I mean, it allows you to like look at things from a different perspective for sure. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has daredevil powers, like. Probably. I mean, not. like Beethoven was was deaf. Everybody knows that, and somehow made beautiful music. How did he do that? Was it like yeah, by wh- vibrations? I'm so intrigued. I don't think I knew that. You didn't know that Beethoven was deaf? I don't think so. Huh. Now that I think about it, I feel like he wasn't completely deaf. Let's look this up. I'm I'm doing it. Um. Oh, by the time he was 44 or 45, he was totally deaf. Beethoven noticed difficulties with his hearing decades earlier. All right, so he had like some hearing at, at some points. That makes more sense. Do you think he went deaf because he was listening to music too loud? Oh, after his hearing How failed, can you well, listen to music s- so loud then, though? Does that He just put his head really far inside the piano. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, I guess there's also the like I feel like a lot of people fall into this uh, logic trap where you think if somebody's blind or deaf, they're like completely blind or deaf, but most people yeah. aren't completely blind or deaf. Like they can see some stuff, but not a lot of stuff, or they yeah. can hear certain tones. Yeah, because this the way says, I know it is that like a lot of it is like basically blind, and, and by saying like oh ninety eight percent, like it's kind of a pointless thing to say. Like I, I, I've stopped saying that I'm colorblind because I just start telling people you're blind. Well, no, I, I, I got tired of people of, of uh, saying like, "Oh, I'm colorblind," and they're like, "What's this color?" Like, this is a fun game. 
Yeah, yeah, thanks. This is great. But uh, I, I started saying color deficient. I have trouble seeing certain colors. It's it's a lot easier, and they don't. They're either smart enough to go, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense, or too stupid to go, I'm not going to ask what that means, <laughs> which is fine by me. You've, you're threading the needle between those experiences. Exactly. <sighs> Anything I could do to get out of talking to people more. Yeah, that's fair. Because nothing was more annoying. Like, I remember so many different occasions where, like, I'd say, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm colorblind, so I have trouble. And they're like, well, what's this color? What's this color? And I'm like, even if I were completely colorblind, A, I don't have an answer for you. Yeah. Or B, like, I don't see color through your eyes. So I'm not going to be like, well, this I what I see here is your blue. Yeah, it's not. What answer this- do you want, <laughs> you fucking moron? <laughs> It's kind of like when you're kids and your friends have glasses, and so you take their glasses and you're like, how many fingers am I holding up? And they're like, three, you ass, you ass wipe. Like, I can still see. I can see, see three fingers. It's blurry, I just can't blurry, see you your fucking cuff. fingerprint on your finger anymore, you ass. Ugh. <sighs> but as an, as an adult, as a kid, I feel like you're like, you know, learning to explore the world. As an adult, you're just a dick. Yeah, yeah, it's... I mean, like, they could also, like, here, put on my glasses. How many fingers am I holding up? Well, three, but they're blurry. Yeah. It's like that. Three, but they're blurry. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. You know, there's so many songs about death, but, like, this only has three listed. I can't think of any others off the top of my head, but I know they exist. Uh, This one has Blue Oyster Cults, Don't Fear the Reaper, a great song. You know that song, right? Yes. Okay, making sure like your silence. I, uh, no, I'm oh. sorry. I just feel like all of this is a very in real life topic. You know what I mean? Because like we're talking well, about. Well, I haven't music got to again. the literature and and comics and stuff. Like, does the top of this list is music? Oh, gotcha. Sorry. the The last one is 1984's thrash metal song "Creeping Death," recorded by Metallica. Music aside, bitch. <laughs> uh, literature is lit. Doesn't say. Oh, right, right here, uh, Marcus Zuzak's 2005 novel, The Book Thief. Uh-huh. That's one you 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 talk about a lot. Yeah. Nobel laureate. Nobel laureate uh, Jose. I, I like that you had novel. an accent on your first attempt at that. Well, Nobel it's I was laureate. I was I didn't know what that word was, and then I'm like, oh, it's laureate, stupid. Um, <laughs> Uh, but Jose Saramago's novel, it just says novel. It's called As Intermittencias de Muerte. Uh, it features an anthropomorphized death as a main character who insists that her name be written lowercase. Huh. Uh, she's depicted as a skeleton who could shapeshift and be omnipresent. <laughs> Why am I having <laughs> such problems with words today? Omnipresent. Omnipresent. Uh, <laughs> omnipresent and has a scythe. Although she doesn't always carry it. Back I want to talk about days, the things parents were omnipresent. I'm not. <laughs> uh, I only want to talk about the ones I know of. Uh, it also includes here uh, Terry Pratchett's Discworld. You know Discworld, right? Um, I do know of Discworld. I have never actually read or looked into anything about it, and I feel like I should know more about Terry Pratchett's Discworld. Uh, he- here's an easy one. The Hogfather is free on YouTube. It's it's like a you three part miniseries. You have also told me about this. I feel like so many times. Yeah, and the reason I didn't bring up Hogfather as a Christmas movie is because it's not Christmas. 
It's Hog's Watch, which is like Christmas, but completely different. <laughs> but not quite the same thing. But there's, I mean, you'll you'll know when you when you watch it because like it, it's in like it's it's in the disc world, which is like a reality like our own, but different. There's a character like Santa Claus named the Hog Father, who is like this half pig, half man who wears a Santa costume, and he gets pulled around by boars, and he delivers presents. He gets, it's wait, great. Wait, 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 wait. So he gets pulled around by boars and is a hog creature himself? He's, he's the hog father, yes. There are so many different um, artistic stylings of the hog father. Oh, you Googled it? Yeah, I just Googled hog father to get a vibe for it, and a lot of them are like an angry, creepy skeleton face. Well, that's not actually the Hogfather, that's death. See, uh, the mm. Hogfather, the story is, like, you find out what, what all happened, but the, the Hogfather is missing, so death has to, like, stand in and do Christmas, I mean, Hogs Watch for the Hogfather. And oh, I love this. So he's, like, like, delivering presents as... Yes, yes, yes. He's, he's... <laughs> so it's really good, and I highly recommend it. Uh, the books are great, too. But that that that's a really good depiction of death. Like they they made him I mean, you have the picture up. He looks like very He looks real angry. Yeah, he looks angry, like they made him look like metal as fuck, but also like it's it's kind of goofy at the same time. Like Yeah. Death can't look like this. Well, cause some some of it's like a little cheesy, but then other things you're like, that is a creepy ass. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Like I said, I'm so intrigued about this. Yeah, yeah. Hog, the Hogfather is free on YouTube. The uh, the three mini series. It's got assassins. It's got the Tooth Fairy. Uh, it's got Santa, not Santa. Death. It's it's great. I highly recommend it. Segwaying into comics, there's other books, but I don't recognize them or care. Um, <laughs> including J.K. Rowling, whoever that is, wrote a book. That's not important. Uh. Anyway, comics. Um, Death first appeared in the Sandman Volume Two. So have you? Have you? Okay, have you seen Sandman? I know the concept of Sandman, but no. Outside well, of Rise of the Guardians, that's probably my most Sandman <laughs> era. Uh, so the Sandman was a graphic novel written by Neil Gaiman, fucking legendary Neil Gaiman, yep. and then Netflix did an adaptation of it, and it was pretty good. Death in the Marvel Universe exists, too. I actually know a good amount of this. Do you know that Death uh, had a relationship with Deadpool? No. The actual physical representation of Death dated Deadpool. And ultimately, they couldn't make it work because Deadpool can't die. So they'll never, like, be together. Get it? Symbolism. Uh, In the comics... Thanos was obsessed with that death. Thanos, you know, Infinity Gauntlet. Yes, Thanos. snap, get rid of people. In fact, when he does the snap in the comic books uh, to wipe half the universe away, it is because he's trying to impress death. Oh, interesting. Because he's in love with death and he wants death to, like, date him and shit. Marvel's fucking weird, bro. I love when you actually, like, get the like lore behind things because obviously movies and 
pop culture media, you're just kind of scratching the surface of different sort of fandoms yeah. and the, the lore that's behind them. And that's fucking neat. Well, like, I know that a lot of people had gripes about the movies. I mean, they're not like the best written things or their blockbuster popcorn eater fucking summertime movies. Great. But a lot of people are like Thanos's reasons and, and his whole purpose makes no fucking sense. And it's like, yeah, because it it made more sense in the comics. I mean, it doesn't make sense in the comics, but it made more sense because he was trying to impress death. So he's like, yeah. I'll kill so many people for you, death. Check it out. Whereas in the in the movie, it's like, oh, I want, I, I'm trying to make the world a better place by you know make yeah. killing half the people, and then there's more food, and everybody's like, why don't you just snap for more food? Yeah, you shut up, you <laughs> but dick. It is a good point because they had to come up with a, n- a new concept and mm-hmm. to to try to keep it kind of close, but it it isn't. Yeah, they the were whole trying to idea come up that, with a different reason without having to introduce more characters and lore. Yeah, because because they're at a point where it's like, well, we're not bringing death into the MCU now. <laughs> yeah, a little, <laughs> a little too work. little too late on that one. Yeah. Um, I got one. Yeah. Do you ever watch Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy? Oh, hell yeah. Um, that That's actually in the television ones too. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, that one's great because basically it's these, if you have never watched it, I highly recommend it. I don't, I just don't know why he has a Jamaican accent. I don't know. He's played by Greg Eagles. Yeah. Was that supposed to be a jab at Brad Pitt's version of death in Meet Joe Black? I don't know what you're talking about, so explain more. Uh, There's the movie Meet Joe Black, which is about the uh, death, the Grim Reaper, played by Brad Pitt. And he's basically on holiday because, if I remember correctly... Anthony Hopkins' character makes a deal with him to like date his daughter or some shit. But he sees a Jamaican woman and he like starts he speaks to her like with a Jamaican accent. Or like the the language it's called like uh Patwa is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Brad Pitt starts speaking like really bad Patwa and like which which basically is like a, a Jamaican accent to us. So I'm wondering if if the Billy and Mandy's death was like kind of a jab at that. Because I don't know why he would have a Jamaican accent otherwise. Maybe. That's an interesting thought. Yeah, that would be an interesting deep dive to go down. Yeah, uh, that that one's good. There was a... I, I remember, and I'm going to go way off the rails with this, but there was like a webcomic I used to read when I was uh, a teenager where... Like, uh, uh, Mandy grows up and, like, basically, like, becomes president and does terrible things because she knows that death won't come for her. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then it ends up leading to them, like, marrying and having kids. And it's like, this is the weirdest fanfic ever. Oh, but that's really odd now. You've made it creepy. It's, it's, it sounds hi, like a really. Hi, internet. You've made it creepy. The first part, <laughs> cool. Second part, you've made it creepy. But like it existed in the in this like n- like universe of Nickelodeon Cartoon Network sh- characters. So like, uh, fucking Dexter's Laboratory was in there. The Powerpuff Girls were in there. It was weird, but neat. Neat. Because like fanfic allows you to make either the dumbest shit, but like creative things that you normally can't create because those characters would never be seen together. Yeah. No, I'm all for fan fiction. I mean, I I like Fantastic. fan fiction without. 
I like fan fiction without the fucking porn. Like everything, <laughs> every time there's fan fiction, it always leads to porn sooner or later. But I, I do like the concept of why can't these characters just hang out and, and do dope shit together? Yeah, well, and there's just, I mean, there's, I feel like some fan fiction that surpasses the original, like, fictitious world that it's created in. Yeah. Um, Where it's, like, almost significantly better than the original media because it dives into more of the, like, world building. Um, Another TV show, uh, Dead Like Me. Have you seen Dead Like Me? I was literally just about to bring that up. I have seen, I saw, I think, like, a couple episodes of it one time. It's kind of hard to watch i yeah I have it's not it's just it. i mean it's great and like every now and then like i'll see clips from it and funny moments and i'm like haha uh but like it it feels flat sometimes i think that's kind of the point but like um uh because it's about souls who like uh after a certain amount of of reaping souls death basically passes their mantle on to a new person like mm-hmm. oh you're my one millionth soul here you go lock up when you're done and then leaves but then like it turns out that there's m- many deaths and they're all a part of like different collections and each collection mm. do- deals with a specific death so there's 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 still like grim reapers out there doing the black death but nobody's dying from the black death so they're just like fucking stuck just stuck and it it kind of sucks but the the main character I think her name is Georgia. She's very boring. And and uh-huh. that's the point. That's what they're going for. And it's great if you're into that. But like for me, like I hear about this and I'm like, oh shit, yeah. And then you watch and you're like, it's kind of it's kind of boring, guys. Yeah. There was a I movie like, and I watched it and it was really good, but I feel like the concept is interesting, but maybe execution not so much. Yeah, I mean the concept of death is always fucking good. Yeah. Um uh, oh, TV, oh okay hmm? this isn't exactly like a death like entity but a concept have you ever watched pushing daisies yes oh my god that shut up show is don't so talk good. anymore look um pushing daisies everybody has a show that they're like this got canceled and i would do anything to bring it back uh, Everyone's should be pushing daisies. Pushing daisies for sure is mine. Pushing daisies is a victim of the uh, the the writer strike that happened at that time. I forget which 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 one it was. It happens more often than it should. That's for sure. Pay people. That's all I got to say about that. But for real, pushing daisies had like my favorite concept. It, it had one of my favorite actors, Chi McBride. God damn, Chi mm-hmm. McBride's a fucking such a force. But the concept was. This guy who he could touch dead things like plants and people and animals and bring them back to life. And if they're alive for more than 60 seconds, then something or someone in that vicinity dies an, to take their place. Of an equivalent yes. uh, like entity. Yes. But if he touches them again ever, they permanently die. And the concept is so amazing. And he, he 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 falls in love with this girl that he grew up with and brings her back. And like now he's in this situation where he can't touch her, but he's madly in love with her. And it's amazing. But he uses this power to solve murders. And it's crazy. And it's good. Uh, yeah, damn, it's I'm mad. Fucking Bitch. fantastic. <laughs> but my favorite part is, is the entire aesthetics of the show. Yes. Because it's like... 
Tim Burton on antidepressants. Like everything's yep. like kind of eerie and creepy, but like bright and sunny at the same time. It's mm-hmm. so amazing. I highly recommend it. Holy shit. But also you'd be really mad when you're done. And you're like, why the fuck? Isn't there more? Why the fuck did I watch this? Yeah. Why did I watch this and ruin this for myself now? Yeah, so I'm I'm sorry now, but boy, you'll 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 enjoy it. It's fucking so good. You'll have a wild um, ride for a minute there. I mean, it, it it is dead like me, but I think before dead like me, my answer would have been Greg the Bunny because Greg the Bunny is oh, it deserved much more. What is Greg the Bunny? Oh man, next time you're in town, we're gonna have a fucking slumber party. You're just googling it now. Yeah, I was well because I was looking up Greg yeah. the Bunny, but there's something else that I recently was listening uh, to that was talking about. I think Harvey, which has a bunny character in it. Uh, Greg the Bunny, there's two different kinds. There's this like one that was on Independent Film Channel, which was uh, not what I recommend. But Fox picked up Greg the Bunny, and it had Eugene Levy and Seth mm-hmm. Green and Sarah Silverman, and it was fucking phenomenal. And it got canceled like almost immediately, and it's very unfortunate because of how great it was. What is it about? It's about Sesame Street. Behind the scenes of, not Sesame Street, it's like a Sesame Street-esque thing where it's a kid's show with puppets, but it's in a world where puppets are alive. So mm-hmm. when the cameras are off, they're fucking awful people. <laughs> Just being shitty people and like, it's it's great. It's one of my it's one of my favorite things. Like if I'm sick and I'm home and I have soup, Greg I'm watching Greg on. the Bunny. Yeah, it's yeah the like dog my creature with the helmet looks very familiar. Uh, that's so I Warren feel like the I ape. Have to have seen this. Uh, it, it his name is Warren. He's an ape. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. We're we're watching it next time you're in. I know we say that right. about a lot of things, but I mean it. Like I said, I I have Veronica Mars and Greg the Bunny on DVD. Perfect. Those are the two that I have. These are the things. Um. Uh. The Grim Reaper is not in Greg the Bunny though. No. <laughs> Unrelated. Back to films. Uh, we talked about Meet Joe Black. Oh yeah, he was in a. a I t- technically, I guess, Final Destination. What? Death? You know the movies Final Destinations were like. Yeah, I have actually never watched those. It's, eh, they're all right. I guess eh. they're based on a book. Or there was a book written after the fact or something. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I don't know why I'm saying this, but. I like <laughs> the whole concept is that death is trying to get these people and death is an entity in it, but I don't think you ever actually see him or you see like this old guy and it's supposed to be death because symbolism. Yeah. It's not like an actual physical entity that we really experience. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more. Yeah. Um, death is also in Bill and Ted's bogus adventure. Why does the cover of Final the de- the like first picture of the Final Destination franchise that pops up looks like a I don't know like a band album cover? Oh, like the the lettering with the black background? Um, no, more of like the picture of their faces. I just feel like I'd see oh like, yes, like I'm, a I'm Nickelback album cover or something. <laughs> Three Days Grace. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like just a moody album cover. Yeah, like if you look up Nickelback, I think the album I won't. Hero. I well, because I looked up Nickelback album covers because I was like, why is that the first thing that pops in my head? It looks almost exactly like that. Yeah, it's it's stupid now, but in two thousands, like this was like, whoa, get it? Because 
they're like the death embodiment. Blah, mm-hmm. were, uh, yeah. It was um, the vibe, man. You know what's on this list? Uh, Monkey Bone. Oh, Monkey Bone's so good. Yeah, 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 I yeah. It's, it's, it's one of Britney's favorite movies. Good for Britney. But uh, Whoopi Goldberg is is death in that. Is she really? I haven't watched this movie in so long. Well, I, it's been a while for me too. But if I remember correctly, Monkey Bone it kind of exists in like this between world where it's about Brendan Fraser going into a coma. The character Brendan Fraser, not the actor. Um, yeah. But he goes into a coma and he's like kind of in in limbo uh, where he meets Monkey Bone and a bunch of other characters uh, and meets Death too. And Death is played by Whoopi Goldberg. Ah. It's it's great. I highly recommend it. Um oh, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish had one of my favorite Is that the new interpretations? One? Yes, it is. It's my favorite interpretation of death. Um I hate Shrek. I think Shrek's stupid. <laughs> I think I think I was born at just the age to make it so that when Shrek came out, I thought it was stupid. You like I was just it. a little too old or something. Yeah. I fucking hate Shrek. I think it's stupid. It's nothing but fart humor, and like it's not even the fart humor that makes me laugh. Does that make sense? I think farts are funny, but <laughs> I'm not saying Shrek is full of farts either. I'm just saying like it is fart humor, and it was just <laughs> it is meh. fart humor. But I'm glad that Shrek exists solely for the Puss in Boots, The Last Wish movie because it is a fucking ten. I have not watched that, and that it's... is interesting to know. It is incredible. Have you watched the first Puss in Boots movie? Yes. I think I've watched two of them, maybe. Because, I mean, that one has the characters that you need to know about to, to watch the second one. Yeah. But it's it's I fantastic. There, I think there's been more than two Puss in Boots movies. Uh, I, don't, I think there's only two. And then he had a miniseries and, like, some specials. But, like, feature films, I think just two. Well, Puss in Boots... Puss in Boots, The Three Diablos, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Does The Three Diablos count? I have literally never heard of The Three Diablos. Me neither. I don't think it counts. Oh, it's a short if, if film. Okay. Okay, no. fuck you. Yeah, if, if, if it's a short film or a straight to DVD, that's not a, that's not yeah, a movie. Yeah, I was like, I don't, even, I don't even know when I heard of that. That is a TV movie experience. Holy shit, John Mulaney's in that movie. Yes, he's he's uh yeah 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 it's it's fantastic um I won't talk about it since you haven't seen it but listeners check it out it's fucking amazing yeah Shrek sucks though I hate Shrek um I like like Smash Mouth before Shrek existed what said I like Shrek but I was also of the era of Shrek Uh, yeah I mean you're younger than me I feel like literally everybody I know that's even two months younger than me loves Shrek and I don't think I've met anybody older than me that likes Shrek like like I said I feel like I'm on that line I'm sure there are people and I'm being um, an ageist fuck but that's me (laughs) not you Um, but I I really liked uh, Smash Mouth before Shrek and I feel like Shrek killed it and then the memes did and it's been fucking three decades and the memes are still going come on guys really it made smash mouth immortal but not necessarily in the way you want it to be uh i like how a lot of people think that that song was made for shrek but that song was actually made for mystery yeah well i also think that a lot of people think of it as like the shrek song and i'm like no there's like a whole band that makes music it was not just this if you watch the music video for uh all-star it is 
just movie scenes from a movie that nobody's ever heard of called Mystery Men, and it's great. <laughs> Have you never seen it? Um, no, but I miss the era of when music videos were a thing, because then when that song became popular in a particular movie, that music video would cease to make sense to anyone who had not experienced that particular oh, movie. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, music videos still exist, but they're... Not the same. It's not yeah. like a new music video drops and everybody drops what they're doing to go watch it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, Video games. There was this indie game that I had played a while ago. Death's Door. No. I'm trying to remember. It was like a puzzle game, but... um. You're in a sort of like open world 3D puzzle um, and you're this like kid that washed up on a beach and you're trying to kind of like refine civilization. But eventually towards the end of the game, as you like continue solving puzzles and stuff, you're actually going through like the stages of grief. And at the end, you find out that you died on the beach and that you're not actually alive anymore. And you're in this sort of like mythical purgatory as you cope with the fact that you're dead. I, f- I feel like if I saw it, I'd be like, oh, shit, I know the shit out of that game. Yes. But right now I'm like, and I, I don't know. And ca- I cannot remember the name of it. Um, no, But it's like a, a, I don't know, like a very Mediterranean beachy style of setting. I'm trying to remember the fucking name of it. Can you remember anything else about it? Not really, because that's kind of the gist of it. There's like large mythical bird creatures. So there's that, like owls. I mean, I looked up video game about purgatory and just got the video game purgatory a bunch. Uh, ooh, Dante's Inferno. Have you ever played that oh, game? Oh, that game's fucking neat. That game is. That that's game a, is like, an art a, piece. Oh, sorry, sorry. the 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 game is called Rhyme, and it is not about coping with your own death. It is about coping with the death of his father during the shipwreck they experienced. Yeah, yeah, I know that one. But neat game. Yeah, no, Dante's Inferno, the fucking level when you're fighting the like the the lust demon or whatever and yeah. she has a bunch of boobs and all of her nipples are tongues. 10 out of 10 would not fly anymore, but is <laughs> even the art style like when you look at it now is so fucking cool. Uh I was actually talking with Brittany last night about a song that I really like that I don't think would ever fucking fly today. Like if this game if this song were made like today, it would it would be received very poorly. Uh, do you know Avenged Sevenfold? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever heard the song uh, "Little Piece of Heaven"? Um, I think so. It's a great song. Um, melodically, it's one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard of. Like, if you ever hear the the chorus and not listen to the lyrics, you're you'll be <laughs> thinking like, "This is one of the most beautiful fucking songs I've ever heard." But the lyrics are problematic (laughs) everybody should go listen to that song don't listen to the lyrics just like kind of like focus on something else and just listen to the music it's great before uh just just listen to that now okay and now to know what that song's about it is about a guy getting getting afraid of being rejected by his girlfriend so he murders her and then rapes the corpse Oh my god! And it even he, he explicitly says that he got a heater to keep her warm. But then in the song, the girl comes back from the dead, 
and kills him. And then he goes to hell and he's like, oh, I, I see. I was a dick. I'm sorry. And she's like, I forgive you. And then they come back and get married. Jesus as like zombies. Christ. But I feel it's like one of it's it is one of the most beautiful sounding songs I've ever heard. Like like I said, if you just listen to the chorus, you're like, wow, this is like I, I guess the guy who composed it even had like a lot of um, inspiration from Oingo Boingo and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Danny Elfman. So like, there's a lot of like kind of Burton esque themes to it. It's it's really just so beautiful, but also the worst written song I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I feel like that's the thing with some modern media nowadays is like people are so against something being, I guess, like problematic because they're worried people will think that's like appropriate, that it's like you can't talk about something in a way where it's like, yeah, that song's fucked up and was probably written to be fucked up. And a lot of the times people are like, oh, well, I don't like that because of this and and. I have to say, that's the point. You're supposed to be uncomfortable with it. That's, y- yeah, that's why exactly. it's there. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's that's kind of the point of, like, that's the reason why some characters are shitty people. Like, they're supposed yeah. to be shitty people. And if you're uncomfortable, good. You're a human being. <laughs> yeah, you passed the test. If you're comfortable with this, but I, I, I would have questioned you more. Yeah, but I remember having confirmation bias where I'm just like, well, clearly the song must, like, have a deeper meaning or something. And I looked it up and I'm like, nope. It's literally what it's it, it nope, says it's literal. Just That's about it. This. <laughs> it's about this. It's like, about this, and well, it's weird, and it's fucked up. It's pretty fucked up. Um, speaking of video games, I have been. I know I'm really late to this party, but I've been just riding the dick of V Rising. V Rising. V Rising. I have never heard of this. It looks cool, though. Is it a single player or multiplayer? Because I like it. It it is it is multiplayer. It is like a survival craft game with servers and stuff. It's you, you know you make armor and and weapons and tools to gather more and do more. But you're a vampire, and so you uh, only exist in the nighttime when the day's out and it's sun. You burn to death, and that sucks. But you get stronger by having better gear, and then by finding specific enemies that have like a V blood power thing and then killing them and sucking their blood and Ooh, it's it's really neato it's it's it reminds me of valheim in that where like you kind of have to progress by killing bosses in an order to like get their special power in order uh, enabling you to progress so mm-hmm. it's got a lot of that yeah it's it's really fun uh, i know it came out fucking years ago but i just got into it so nana nana boo boo yeah, I was gonna say when I looked it up just now, the art style is really cool. Yeah, it's it's got like that isometric like kind of Diablo feel to it. Mm-hmm. Like when I first looked at, it, I'm like, oh, this looks like Diablo, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is good. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's also Lethal Company. That's the game that everybody's playing right now. Uh, that's the game that we're all playing right now. That game's fantastic. I mean, I'm playing V Rising. <laughs> the fucking uh, there's some video that was sent to me recently that's um. A bunch of the like played player characters running by, and then a like a creepy creature running after them. But it's playing the Scooby Doo theme over it, and it's it's just comical. Yeah, it's beautiful. If you haven't played Lethal Company, go play Lethal. Company. I mean, Lethal Company is like the new Among Us, where it's it's in the zeitgeist. Everybody's playing it. All the streamers are playing it. There's all kinds of memes and and 
and animations coming out. It's, Everyone's hyped and obsessed, and all we want yeah. for Christmas is to meet Quota. Yep, Quota. It's all about Quota. Yep. Like, it fucks about Quota. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a big fan currently of that. Before we finish, let's do a Will You Press the Button? It's like a, a I don't know if you've ever done it. It's like, you know, like a Would You Rather, but with consequences and stuff. Yeah, I like and, that. And yeah, I mean, it's it's fictional. Um, all right, so will you press the button? You can't ever feel pain, but you can't ever know if you're hurt. That's a real thing. Yeah, that just seems like logical. There's um, oh my god, no, what was it that's called? that's an actual that's an actual like um uh, medical condition that some people yes. have. It's it's, it's fucking crazy. Experience. There's also or they like they break their own teeth like. <laughs> They yeah, burn well, themselves, it, they hurt themselves, and like they don't know that they're in it, it's it's it every time I see it or hear of it, it sounds like a hellish existence. Well, pain and discomfort is how we figure out that there's like something going on. Yeah. Like emotionally, physically, whether that's we're sick or I stubbed my toe or I broke my toe. There's a I forget what the name of it is, but there was a Stephen King novel turned into a show. And one of the characters couldn't feel touch, I think, like, at all. Boy, you're going to have to really narrow it down. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, well, no, I know, but I feel like the touch character might help. I think it's called Haven. Oh, man, there's there's so many. Like, back in the 90s, there was, like, five or six. It's like, ooh, Stephen King has a new miniseries. And now it's like, oh, another one? Okay. It was a 2010 drama called Haven, and one of the characters could not feel touch other than, I think... The, like, main character that moves into town sort of is, like, a kryptonite for a lot of people's weird powers, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm going to pass. Cause, like, <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm, I'm super passing. As much as I currently would hate to feel or would like to not feel sick, I guess, I also would want to know if I'm sick so that I can take care of myself. I mean, it goes hurt. both ways. Like, it says you can't ever feel pain. And the people that have this, they can't feel good things either. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's a complete, like, sense override. Mm-hmm. And that, again, yeah, that sucks. Like, we all know uh, the, the God of War Balder character. He's, he's like, immortal. He can't be hurt, but he can't, like, he can't feel satisfied by eating food or drinking, like, nothing. It's, it's awful. Nope. Nope. Skip. Want to do another one? Pass, pass, Yes. One more. You don't ever suffer withdrawal effects or health problems when taking any drugs, but you can get arrested for using them. What the fuck is this? That's a shitty question. <laughs> what? That's... This question was, was written by a tweaker. <laughs> yeah, this question was written you by a tweaker. You can get arrested for them? That's, that's um, now. All right. Fuck that question. That's stupid. You all right. We'll do, we'll do another one. Let's Wait, no. I got one for you. You yes. become the Batman, but your closest friend becomes the Joker. I don't know if Roy's your closest friend, but I'm just picturing you putting on a bat suit and Roy becoming the Joker, and then you guys staring at each other from across the street. I mean, it'd be Brittany would become the Ooh, Joker. Oh, damn. Which is... A story in she in, would have a fantastic uh, costume. Flashpoint paradox, I believe, where instead of Thomas and Martha Wayne getting shot, it's Bruce Wayne that gets shot, and because of that, 
mm-hmm. his mother goes crazy yeah, and becomes the Joker, the Joker yeah. and then the father becomes Batman to stop her and bring justice to the world, blah, 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 yeah. which is kind of showing the symbolism behind Batman also being almost as bad as the villains because that whole system doesn't work. I don't like Batman. (laughs) I was listening to something today that was like, if Batman really wanted the change in the city to be effective, he would start funding better schools. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, this is this is a good one. All right. Since we were talking about animorphs, you can transform into any animal. But you have to be at the zoo locked in an exhibit to use your powers. You have to sneak into the zoo anytime you want to turn back into or back out of a creature. But I I have to be the animal in the zoo, right? No, I think you like you just you would have to go in. You would break into the zoo, break into a paddock, and then you can turn into whatever you want and then break back out. But I can't break out like those enclosures are designed to keep those specific <laughs> animals I inside think this would only work if you were a zookeeper i guess <laughs> so hit the button or pass i mean i'd hit the button just because it's it's not really changing a whole lot now and like what if something now, ever if you came up? fall into the otter exhibit you're good yeah yeah i guess so but otherwise like I thought it was like, oh, I'll I'll turn into like a uh, a uh, a monkey at the zoo, but now I'm just a monkey in the zoo and <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's a little bit of that, but I like your well it changes nothing, which is true. Seventy two percent of people did not want to have the potential opportunity to turn into a creature. I feel like the seventy percent of the people were just bitter about it. We're like, that's stupid and fuck that. <laughs> but, like, the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, that's stupid, and fuck that. But, like I said, it doesn't change anything now, and yeah, what if exactly. something ever came up, like, oh, like that's okay. not taking away your ability to turn into animals outside of the enclosure, stupid. Yeah, okay, okay, since we're talking fiction, I have a fictional game for you before we, we end today. A fictional game, okay. So I used to play this game um, called Useless Superpowers. And basically the premise of the game is you have to try to come up with what you think is a useless superpower and the other person has to try to make it useful. That sounds fun. Yeah. So like an example would be uh, 75% levitation. So you can levitate 75% of your body, but the other 25% still needs to be like you can't get it off the ground or whatever. And I was like, well, you'd be hella quick on like a... uh, a skateboard or a snowboard or like surfing or something that and also i was trying to think of like a way to like monetize it where like yeah you you can uh it, it's one of those i don't even think these places exist but like something something that you go in into to like get something and then you're weighed on the way out Oh, yeah, yeah. Or like the carnival games where they're like, I'm going to guess. And then you get on um, and you yeah. just make yourself lighter than the guess. Yeah. I mean, those are some uses for the superpower. I feel like they're pretty light, though. Yeah, like but the, they're the but power. It, it has use. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd figure something else out for it. Yeah. Another one was. um. I bet I could work out turning it on and off. What do you mean? Well, like. If I if I exist in the seventy five percent levitation mode, then I'm lighter. 
And oh. then I turn it yeah. off and go back to full weight. Do you think you'd be less tired at the end of the day? Or do you think that still uses some sort of like metric on of how, energy? Yeah, it depends on how the, how the power itself works. Like if I have to concentrate to make it work, then I could end up being more exhausted. Yeah, because I mentally. feel like a, a bit of a plot hole with some things like superpowers and stuff, which I've, it's probably been addressed more. But initially, it's like it's got to be exhausting fucking flying around all day because there ha- that has to be the same energy use as if I was running around. Yeah, I think Invincible's the only thing I could think of that like went into full detail and how it works and how it like it uses specific like muscles and like by clenching them you could like speed up or slow down. If you clench your butt cheeks, you'll speed up. It it essentially is like the butthole is that they were talking about. <laughs> And I'm like, if you have diarrhea, are you going faster or slower? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we got our poop talk in. This one took, this is probably the longest we have ever gone. Ah, You thought thought it was going to go by, huh? (laughs) Uh, You know, this is a poo cast. (laughs) Give me another superpower. This is fun. Um, One that was given to me, but I I debunked was uh, you can draw eyeballs. Like you could tattoo if you tattoo an eyeball on someone, it like it becomes a blinking eyeball, like a Can real. Can you eyeball. see out of the eyeball, or is it just a blinking eyeball? Um, I decided yes, you can see out of them when I answered because it okay. that that qualifier was not given to me upon proposal. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Like it just says a blinking eyeball though; it doesn't it doesn't specify anything else. Yeah. Um, so on you one can hand, take it either way. On one hand, or both hands, you could tattoo eyeballs like all over your body and be able to see in every direction. On the other hand, though, that is a lot of eyeballs you have now, and a much more increased chance of getting pink eye. So a much more increased chance of you know how annoying it is when you get like if you get eye if you get eyes on your palms and you're like I could see with my hands like you have to wipe your ass with that. Would you close? I would have to think you would close your eye. Yeah, would, but the feeling question, is still like like would okay. All of close your eyes, eyes. Would all of the eyes blink at the same time? No, because like you, right now when I blink, like and it's I'm not thinking about it. I'm blinking at the same time. Yeah, but you could you could wink with one eye. Yeah, but I I, mean, I, I do like a wave speaking, situation where like my the right side of my body starts blinking and then like until the mid side and the, and the all the way to the left. I feel like you'd have to try to do that though. But back to like, my winking poop. isn't inherent. Yeah, go back yeah. to your poop comment. Back to my poop thing is that like <laughs> it's it's the equivalent of like putting like closing your eyes, putting to- uh, toilet paper on your face, and then wiping that across poop <laughs> and then taking the toilet paper off. Are you satisfied? Or do you feel fucking disgusting as shit? Uh, probably disgusting <laughs> as shit. I would use it to... Now, is it restricted to my body or can I tattoo like No, any any time you tattoo an eyeball shape on a person, yourself, so or anything, I have it becomes a real them. functioning eye. Yeah, that's your oh, superpower. So I have, to, I have to take a tattooing. Otherwise, I'm going to draw like a circle and a dot and be like, there you go. Yeah, but it would be a real functioning eye. It would just look like shit. Okay, yeah. I mean, you could use that to to cure the blind. That was my thought. Is I was like, yeah. if it does have sight powers, you could just put real like eyeballs on essentially on the eyelids of blind people, and then boom, they're Ugh, just a double eyeball that like 
that sounds awful. I was gonna say like above above them and uh, or like above the eyes, like on the forehead. Do like a, a third <laughs> eye situation, or even just both up there. You could just have a third eye. Yeah, that's just possible, blind or not. That sounds like a headache, honestly. Tattooing eyeballs like f- on people? No, no, just like the the just imagining like a third eye and seeing vision like that, like the focus needed, sounds like yeah, it's gonna I would cause be a headache. So curious what that would do to your vision. Like, can you do you flash between? Because like, if you do eyeballs all over your body, how would that? I just don't. Even, I can't even comprehend how you'd see. Like, do you open and close them individually and look out of them? Like, what's the deal there? I would get an eyeball like somewhere that I'm not planning on using and then I no definitely no (laughs) no 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 um but then I would purposely make it blind because I've always been interested like if you lose an eye or or go blind do you see darkness or is it just nothing I mean the answer's out there I just haven't googled it if you like instead you know what I mean like if if you close I'm gonna tattoo and maim myself (laughs) (laughs) yes like if you close your eyes like is that i don't think that's what a blind person sees i think that they just i mean we just talked about how blind people technically are usually only like 90 percent or something but yeah somebody who is 100 percent blind is it a complete lack of that su- uh, sense altogether i don't know because like my um my grandpa has a like a detached retina so that eyeball is essentially blind so he sees like, shadows him. Shadows and blurry shapes, but huh. they're all in like gray tones. Okay. All right. Let's let's finish this up with some. We have some new tunes at home. I have a recommendation. Uh, I'm way late to this recommendation because they are gaining popularity doubled every day. They, uh, they were on Jimmy Kimmel recently too, and that's like a whoa. Uh, Atarashi Gako is what I'm recommending. Ooh, okay. It's a group of four girls from Japan. It's basically like an idol group or K-pop, but they're way better. Um, I recommend the song. Tokyo Calling is the biggest fucking song that they've done. It's it's fucking everywhere right now. They also have other songs that like I've listened to that I'm like, I was interested. I was curious. So I looked into them more and uh, Giddy Giddy is really good and Pineapple Kryptonite is a pretty is, fucking was, banger. How do you spell the other one? Uh, Giddy Giddy is G-I-R-I. G-I-R-I. Okay, that's what I thought. I just wanted to double check. Yeah. But Tokyo Calling is their big one. Like, I remember seeing it several months ago, like, randomly on YouTube. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then I was watching it. And I'm like, this fucking is awesome. And then they just blew up. Um, I mean, it is, it is you know, Japanese pop music. It's, it's fun. It's sunny. Uh, I feel like they've got some good diversity on their team, like, vocally. Uh, but the real treat to yourself is to watch the videos because they've got some amazing choreography and that's honestly what what kept me around um so there are four of them and like you know there's like uh a main singer who like does most of the vocals and they do this weird thing in, in a lot of their choreography where it's like asymmetrical choreography where like they're kind of like you know dancing around each other but mm-hmm. with of a center person and then three people it's not like you know it's five and then there's four going around them it's one and then there's three i'm explaining this stupidly but i think that they've they've got a lot of like real interesting dynamics to their choreography sick highly recommend um my suggestion of the week 
is 100 Gex. 100 Gex. Like yeah. the video game Gex, like from from the 90s? You, 100 it's of those? actually just go out and buy 100 Geckos and listen to the sounds that they make. <laughs> no, um, 100 Gex, spelled like the number 100 G-E-C-S. And I've, seven... I've Googled them. Is this uh, that Will Ferrell Eurovision movie? <laughs> Close, but no. Um, they look like they're straight out of Eurovision, though. <laughs> but uh, 757 and Hollywood Baby are two good songs to start at. Um, but they're like, um, I don't know, like a electro pop punk kind of yeah, yeah, style, yeah, yeah. I guess. Um Alternative but indie is what Google says, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like, there's so many subcategories. Yeah, but it's it's kind of got like a punky vibe, but it's definitely sort of like electronic pop. Also, people also search for Dorian Electra, dude. Dorian Electra song suggestion. I'm not recommended Dorian Electra this week. Well, we'll do that for another week. Okay, got it. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Um, if you liked what you heard or you think we're fucking stupid, which is highly plausible, like and subscribe on whatever your most favorite is podcasting places. Um, downloading helps a lot, too. If you want us to talk about a thing or you have a song suggestion, email us at whtpah at gmail.com. Or need advice or have certain things to say because we go all around the wheel for certain different topics. And if you need <laughs> advice and we get to advice... We'll be able to answer those questions. I'm making our theme song eventually. It's going to be a ripoff of All Around the World, but it's All Around the Wheel <laughs> is what that's going to be. You just wait for it. It'll happen. Okay. I'm prepared. Of... <laughs> I'm, I've got my finger over the veto button. We'll see. <laughs> You're like, I'm prepared to cut that out of everything. After, after the, the fucking... Christmas jingle of like references <laughs> that nobody gets. <laughs> I kept it in though. I'm like, I, the world needs to hear this. I think <laughs> the people need this. They won't understand it, but they need it. Um, yeah. If you want to send us a song, ask us for advice that you really do not want to follow. Please email us at whtpah at gmail.com or follow us on. We have that podcast at home. It is all one word. I am pretty sure it is spelled correctly. And it is. next week, we will be tackling the fine art of... I get it. Comedy. Oh, comedy. Because we don't fail at that every week. Comedy. We could, we could literally... Comedy is basically wild card. We just fucking do whatever. Yeah, essentially. Comedy could be just be life advice. Let's do some advice. Give us advice questions and we'll answer them. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, uh, I have been off-brand Rachel. I have been off-brand Gamage. And thank you for listening to We Have That Podcast at Home. Goodbye. Bye. Love you. <laughs>